Welcome. Pull up a seat, slip on your headphones, or just turn up the volume a bit. You found the Glenise Show with Glenise Hughes. This is not a show for those who are fine with a small life. No, we go big here. You can transform every aspect of your life if you just know where to start. Now, here's your host, Glenise. Hello, and welcome to the Glenise Show with myself, Glenise Hughes. Thank you so much for listening in. I am so incredibly grateful for each and every one of you listeners. I am recording this, looking at the ocean, huge palm trees in front of me from one of the three master bedrooms in the Airbnb that we rented. O-M-G. How does it get any better than this? Like, wow, 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 wow. Now, you might be able to hear that the door is closed, so you don't have the uh, all the noises of last week. If you listen to last week's show, which I did outside in Australia, how does it get any more magical than this? All right, this week's show, the joy of having money. Now, this show was inspired by me doing a post on Instagram, and I used the hashtag, the joy of having money. And then I checked the hashtag, because I always check the hashtags. Well, I shouldn't say always. Often I will check the hashtags just to make sure that they're not maybe connected to something that I wouldn't like to be hashtagging. Uh, And in case you're not familiar, a hashtag is something you use on social media, Instagram, Facebook, and then anybody who's used that same hashtag, when you click on the hashtag, you can go and see all the places it's been used. So I went on and just checked it out. And I was shocked to find out that the joy of having money hashtag had never been used before. There was not one post with the joy of having money. So it just, it, it just shocked me. And it also really inspired me to look at what is that? Like, what is that that people are not posting? Now, of course, the joy of having money, maybe that's just not a common term to people or whatever. But I looked up hashtag broke And there was, I can't even remember how many millions of posts on Instagram that that had uh, had that. And then I did also check money, which was even more than hashtag broke. So hashtag money was way more. But hashtag money is a very different energy, at least to me, to hashtag the joy of having money. So I just wondered, I wondered what sort of a show I could create with that energy. Because for me, when I am floating in this ginormous pool with this beautiful view in Bali with these amazing staff taking care of hubby's and I's every desires, I just look at that and I go, wow, like the joy of having money. I also am super aware that for many, 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 many years, I could not have used that hashtag. Like the joy of having money was something, oh gosh, um, I mean, it would have even been wrong to use it. Even if I'd have had money back then, it would have been wrong to use that hashtag. Like that would have been bragging, that would have been uh, rubbing people's noses in it, that would have been unkind, that would have been mean, all of that crazy. Instead of like, actually the joy of having money for me is this. Now this is not everybody's idea of the joy of having money. For some people, the joy of having money is um, maybe three months skiing in, in a country that has snow. Maybe they're traveling from Bali to Canada to go skiing in the winter. I mean, everybody's idea is different. Now, the people we met them that own this Airbnb, it's actually called a villa. Uh, They are from France, and they actually go to Switzerland. Was it Switzerland or France? I can't remember. They go somewhere uh, for January, February, March because they love to ski. So they've chose skiing for those months and then they've chose, as far as I know, Bali for the rest of the months. I don't actually know for sure. But like they've found a way to have it all. 
the joy of having money. And what is that for you? Like, have you ever really looked at what that is for you? For some people, that's building houses in other countries for people who aren't able to build houses for themselves. For some people, that is gifting to their church or to their organization. Like, what is the joy of having money for you? And are you willing to put joy and money in the same sentence? Right? Because what if, what if any resistance to do the, doing that is actually what's ensuring you don't have the money you'd like to have? Now, would I like to have more money? Yes. And I am sure grateful for the money that I have. The joy of having money. The joy of having money is going on a 31-day trip to a bunch of beautiful islands with hubby and being able to play. And of course, for me, that's floating in the pool. And also, the business hasn't stopped. So that's the other thing for me. The joy of having money isn't about creating a bunch of money to then stop creating money for a period of time. That's really, I don't know that I've ever chose that. And I see a lot of people choose that. It's like, I'm going to create enough to go and do that. And then they basically shut off all of, I don't know what I would call it, maybe receiving or create creations or possibilities, whatever that is. They shut it off or they stop it. Because it's like there's this either or. I can either be creating a lot of, or I can be creating money, it doesn't have to be a lot of money, but I can be creating money, or I can be playing. What if you could actually do both? If that's what you'd like. I don't in any way mean that you have to. Maybe that's not fun for you. Maybe you would much rather just, you know, I know a lot of people uh, that create a lot of money in the winter, and then they go and take the entire summer off so that they can maybe be at their lake house or whatever. And that's fine if that's works for you. But a lot of people, a lot of times people are doing it from the energy of it's either or, and I have to suffer to make the money to go do what I love. <sighs> right? <laughs> what if you didn't have to? Like, what if there was another way? What if there were enough revenue streams on the planet for every one of us to create whatever that is for us, that joy of having money and the joy of having continuous money. Would you be willing to be that different? And would you be willing to actually create that and receive that even if other people around you aren't? So this is the one of the pieces for myself that I really had to change because I had so many points of views about other people. If other people weren't doing it, then it must be wrong to do it or I don't want to be, you know, judged or whatever that crazy is instead of like, actually, it's none of my business what other people are choosing. And to base what I choose on what other people are choosing, that's absolutely, I mean, ridiculous. <laughs> but also, get the energy that that takes. Like, the energy that it takes to look around at what somebody is creating and then choose to create based on what they're creating. I feel exhausted just talking about it. <laughs> so what if you could actually create what worked for you and what if you maybe the first step is getting aware of what it is you were what it, what that is for you you know so often we think that we're going to choose it once we know what that is and that's actually going to stop you from choosing it because it's the choice that creates the awareness it's the choice. Choose it first. Choose a trip. You know, maybe you've always wondered if you would like a tropical vacation. Choose it. You will know very clearly, very quickly, if you would like it or not. You probably even know it before you would put down a payment. But if you look at it and you talk about it and maybe you search the internet of what the possibilities are and maybe you look at where friends have went before. 
And you look at pictures and you go, yeah, you know what, that would be really cool. And maybe you talk to a travel agent or you look online for a price and you find out about that and you talk about the people, talk to the people who maybe would like to join you and you start actually choosing it. It will probably be very clear to you if that's something you'd like to choose. Continue to choose. You know, you're already choosing it, but it'll gift you the awareness. Now, for some of us, we maybe need to go, you know, so... What, what we've created here in Bali at this, I mean, I, I booked it, I call it an Airbnb, but it's actually called a villa. And so this villa has been listed on Airbnb, but that's where I found it. I found it on Airbnb. And anytime we've stayed tropical, pretty much, um, I'm, just, I'm just taking a moment to actually think about that, if that's true. I think so. Um, you know, pretty much anytime we've stayed tropical, we've stayed at a resort, now, Abby and I aren't really people, people, <laughs> people, persons, <laughs> person, people, whatever. Uh, we, we enjoy people and we actually really enjoy our own space. We enjoy our own company with each other. We also enjoy our own individual company. So going to a resort, there is often not as much ease as you've got neighbors. You've got the, la- I think the last resort we went to was just, it, it was it was an interesting choice. (laughs) Um, And so there's all sorts of things. So I booked this Airbnb, not really knowing the specifics, but really felt yummy to book and really just delicious and come here. And it is like having a private resort. We have six staff that are taking care of two of us and a mansion. (laughs) It's it's just huge. Uh, I mean, it is designed for a much bigger party, uh, but Abby and I are just so, it's, it's just such a gift to be here. Now, I wouldn't have known how much I love this if I'd have never went to those other resorts. Were those other resorts horrible? No. Is this so much more yummier for Hubby and I? Absolutely. Now, the other thing that we know and I say we, I mean hubby and I, is that he actually requires more than I do in terms of things to do. So when I'm at a place like this, I'm, I, it, I'm good. Like I've got the pool, I've got the sun, I've got the internet that is awesome, I have, I'm able to create, there's just, it's, it's delicious. For him, he, he just requires more. And of course, he requires geocaching. So we knew to hire a driver to take him out for the day. He went out yesterday, he went geocaching for the day. So we, again, we also know that based on choices that we've made. We've went to a resort, um, gosh, actually, I would say the one we got married at, not that he was geocaching all those years ago, uh, but we, do, we knew back then he wouldn't like to be at one place for a week. Uh, and we got married at a resort in Jamaica. And it just wasn't safe. And it didn't feel yummy to be out of, outside of the resort. So we knew Jamaica probably, at least back then, I'm not sure, I haven't done any um, checking on it recently, uh, but it just wasn't the place for him. So again, choice created the awareness. We've had the experience where he is kind of in a sense stuck in one place for, for the whole time and that just doesn't work for him. So we knew then the choices beyond that were where are the countries where he would feel good being out and about. And again, that was 20 plus years ago that that was Jamaica. I'm not sure what it's like now. Maybe it is totally feels really yummy to be off the resort. Uh, and so now that's what we do. We go to places that have that space for him. And it's like, you, I couldn't have told you 20 years ago, 15 years, well, I guess it was 21 years ago when we first went to our first resort was Jamaica where we got married. And I wouldn't have had the information to tell you, hey, we would actually like a space that is like a private resort. I just, and the other piece of that is the whole hashtag joy of having money was not in my world back then. Oh my gosh, not even a little bit of it. I mean, I wanted money. (laughs) That was, that was a big thing. And I didn't, but the joy of having money, I mean, there's no way that I would have even been willing to acknowledge uh, how much I desired to have money. Uh, I, was, I could have acknowledged how much I wanted money, but not the desire of the joy of having it. And then having it. The joy of having money doesn't mean the joy of spending money. 
I had that too back then. Believe me, I had the joy of spending money. Uh, that I had down pat. And um, yeah, I was just t- took a moment to consider like, was I spending? But yes, I had started my credit card crazy back then. And if you haven't listened to, I did a show back. Oh, I think it was sometime in 2014 and it was called uh, Ending the Drama Trauma with Money where I go into great detail about really ending the drama trauma with money and what, what I mean by that is ending the drama trauma with credit cards because I did this whole crazy of racking up credit cards and then um, getting, you know, okay, I'm done with that and then I'd pay it all off and then I'd rack it up again and all I was doing but I wasn't acknowledging was I was entertaining myself with that distraction of racking it up and paying it off and racking it up and paying it off so I finally back in 2014 uh, really chose something different and it took me the you know the choice of (laughs) the choice of racking it up I don't know how many times three or four maybe ten times I don't even know and having to pay it off and um, to kind of go, wait a minute, what is, what, is, what am I doing here? What, what's, what's the value of this? Because let me tell you, I would have told you there was no value, but what was really true was I was just entertaining myself with it. So there was no energy of the joy of having money back then. And, and again, it took me not choosing that for long enough for me to say, hey, this doesn't work for me. So when you're looking at, you know, what, what is the joy of having money for you? Start choosing some things. Start choosing what that is for you. And it doesn't mean you have to start off choosing a, you know, a $100,000 trip. You could choose something, I don't know, maybe even a $100 bus ride to uh, shopping. <laughs> I say that because uh, back in Alberta, there's a big shopping center. It's called the West Edmonton Mall in Edmonton, obviously, Edmonton, Alberta. And in the town that we used to live near years, a few years back, uh, Lloydminster, they would take, they would rent a bus, um, or I think the bus company would put it on and mostly women would go and they would be bussed up to the shopping. They'd shop all day, they'd drink, do whatever they wanted. And then the bus would take them home. And I always thought that was freaking brilliant, personally. Like, that's just brilliant. And so that's, you know, I don't know what it costs to go on that, but it wouldn't be that much, but it's just something, right? Start choosing, start choosing. So you have the awareness of, hey, I would like more of this or actually not this at all. This isn't fun. I know people that have went to the tropics from, you know, say Canada and they went to the tropics and they came home and said, never again. I don't like the heat. I don't like the humidity. I don't like the whatever. So they know for them, after they've chose it, that it's not for them. So start choosing. Really inspire yourself over the next, you know, week or month or whatever it is to choose some things. Choose some things that are different. Choose some things. And a lot of places have, you know, let's say you're thinking about yoga. You'd want to try, and this is what I did when we first moved to, the, to our new house, is I went and I utilized this yoga company's um, your first session was free. They had hot yoga. I'd always wanted to try hot yoga. So I went, went with a friend. Uh, it was cool. I mean, <laughs> it was hot. <laughs> God. And I never chose it again. So a lot of places have that too, where you can try it, find out if, if it's fun for you, if you like more of it, and then you can continue to choose it or not. So On that note, while we're at break, maybe consider some things that you would like to choose or you might entertain choosing just to see if if even considering them lights you to take even more action. All right, we'll be right back. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Did you know that Glenise travels the world facilitating classes, possibilities, and awesomeness? She does. 
from Ireland to England, across Europe to the Netherlands, and from Guatemala to Nicaragua to Mexico, and her center of possibilities in Lloydminster, Canada. There will be more places added, so find out if Glenice will be in your area. Be sure to check her schedule on www.glenice.net for more information about where Glenice will be visiting next. If you'd like Glenice to come to your area, contact her for the possibilities. www.glenice.net Did you know that Glenice travels the world facilitating classes, possibilities, and awesomeness? From across Europe, New York to California, Australia, and across Canada, along with her beautiful acreage near Edmonton, Alberta. Plus, you can also join many of Glenice's phenomenal classes, live streamed from the comfort of your home. Check Glenice's schedule at GleniceHughes.com. If you would like Glenice to come to your area, contact her for the possibilities. GleniceHughes.com. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. You're tuned in to The Glenise Show. Want to find out more about what Glenise and the show are about? Visit GleniseHughes.com. Again, that's G-L-E-N-Y-C-E Hughes.com. Now, back to our show. Welcome back, everybody. So we are talking about the joy of having money. Now, I talked about it briefly in the other, in the first section, about the joy of spending money. <laughs> And so this is, to me, this, once I really got this information, it really started to shift and change things for me. I didn't choose it right away, but it really started to shift and change things. So we have the joy of wanting money, um, and not I'm, I'm adding the word the joy, but we have a wanting of money. We have a spending of money, and we have a having of money. So, oh, and a creating of money, of course, those, those four. So most of us are really good at wanting money. Uh, most of us are really good at spending money. And probably the majority of, uh, majority of us are pretty good at creating money also. It's the having of money where, at least for me, I really had no clue that was even a thing. <laughs> Oh, that's just such a funny, anyway, a thing. So what that means, at least for me, is that I have money. Like I have set up a couple things. One, I've got a 10% account, which if you read any financial book out there, they tell you to have put away 10% for you. uh, And it doesn't matter how you do it, but put it away for you. And then what I started uh, earlier this year was following a book called The Profit First, or not the, probably just Profit First. I highly recommend it. Now, I used to recommend it only to people in business. And I'm actually going to recommend it to everybody. And of course, it is written or wrote for people in business. And what I started doing is actually adapting it for our personal. So again, First, you know, I started using it back in February. Very, very brief, like only a little piece of it. I started what was called a profit account in my business. And I started at 5%. So I'll I'll talk more about that. But basically, that's what I started with in February. I had a 5% profit account for my business. And then in June, I went and chose the book, the uh, following the book, I wouldn't say exactly, but in way more. Uh, And so then what you do, and this is, he speaks about it from a business place, is that you have five different accounts. So you have a profit account for your business, you have a taxes account for your business, you have a wages account, and you have an operating expense account, and you have uh, like an account that is just for all the money to come into. 
And then you take whatever percentage, and he helps you in the book go through and figure out what your percentages are or should be or what you might want them to be. Um, and you put in every time money comes in, and not you don't have to do it every time. You could do it once a month if you wanted. But every time that you go to do it, you take the money that the in the account that it all comes into, and then you divvy it out. So right now my profit account is 15%. So whatever money comes into my business, 15% goes into that profit account. So the 10% account I do in my personal. So I pay hubby and I. And so that 10% comes out of there. But the profit account is a little bit different. And so 15% of whatever comes into my business goes into there. And then I have the other percentages uh, just figured out for a way that works for my business. So my operating expenses are quite high. And of course, I could change that. I haven't done any of that. I've just kind of set them up. And that's how I've been doing them. But I may be looking at changing them in the new year. I'm not sure. And so like I say, to me, that that is what I'm starting to look at with regards to the um, the personal, because it's basically a budgeting thing. Now, I know saying to you guys the word budgeting might not be so cool, uh, but just just bear with me for a moment, because what and you if you're on my email list when I first started doing it this way you might have watched a video where I talked about the analogy that the guy uh, the author Mike something very long name uh, last name he talks about he uses the analogy of toothpaste and it's such it just it was so brilliant for me because I was just out of toothpaste when not out of it, but just about out of it when I was reading the book uh, first. And so the analogy he uses that is that when you have a brand new tube of toothpaste, you don't really care if you do too much or you overdo it or it spills in the sink. It, it's irrelevant to you because you have a whole tube of toothpaste. But as you start getting less and less toothpaste, you start being really aware and you start using only what you require. And so like I say, at that time, I was very close to out of toothpaste. So I was being very aware of how much I was using uh, compared to what I had been. And so it's basically how I ran the finances of my business for, well, ever, other than when I started reading the book, was that I would do that. All the money that came in, there was times where it's like, woohoo, I can have this and I can have this and I can have this. And then when there wasn't as much, all of a sudden, that's when I was willing to be more aware. So this way, if you're aware right from the beginning of the profit per percentage is 15%, that goes into that account no matter what. And the thing about me is I'm OCD enough on certain things that if that's the way it is, that's the way it is. Like, I don't mess it up. I, I, do not, I do not color outside the lines. If I've set something up, uh, it's going to be that way within reason. And so, you know, it just was brilliant for me to do that. And what that really gave me the sense of, again, was this having money. It was much like the 10% account. So the 10% account I started back in June of 2011. And I didn't, I don't believe I started at 10%. I believe I started at 5% also, and then built up to 10. At one point I tried to go, going to 15 and it, I just, I, I couldn't do it. I, I shouldn't say couldn't. I d wasn't really invested in, I didn't choose it to the degree that it worked. So 10% and, and so that created that. So I had that 10% in the, so the energy of having money but the 15% in terms of the profit account in the business, that has been like the icing on the cake. Because that is a totally different, that's the business. The business can continue to operate. And it's not that you're to use the 15%, the profit, you know, account. So the way he suggested, again, do it as you wish. But that 15% is really all about um, every quarter, you can go in and take out 50% of that as like, um, you know, a, an employee bonus or something, however you want to do that. Again, talk to your accountant and, and all of that. But that's, you know, that's to me, that's what really inspired me to choose it. And then the other 15% or 50% of the profit every quarter stays in so that if suddenly 
I, I don't know, let's say I had the possibility of signing up for a, a class that was going to, you know, I had the sense it was going to create more then I could utilize that money if I chose to. Like it's, it's the, it's the energy of having money, the joy of having money. And so I think I've started saying this a few times and I'll actually finish it this time. What I've been looking at is setting it up the same for our house expenses so that I have, you know, the operating expenses are a percentage that obviously the 10% is a percentage because uh, I haven't been that all of that money when I pay hubby and I goes into one pot and then gets divvied out. Uh, however, and what I'd like to do is just choose the same awareness that I have been with the business because it's just created so much more. So when I talk about the joy of having money, that's the having of money, like that it's there. And if something were to occur, if I required, uh, you know, with with both hubby and I, we both work in the business. So our income is, say, business dependent. So if something were to occur, or maybe we just wanted to take, I don't know, in a month off or something. Uh, and I know you might think we're taking a month off right now and we're not. Um, it looks like it. And in a lot of ways we are, and we still have that money coming in. But let's say there was something that the money wasn't coming in for a month. We would be fine. The business would be fine. The house would be fine. And that, to me, oh, the space that that creates for me, there's, I want to say there's no pressure. And I'm not sure that that's quite the right I guess really the the space that's um, I'll stick with that because that, that matches the energy the best the space that that has created for for me personally is just beyond 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 and maybe you think that you couldn't actually ever choose it like maybe that's something that as I talk about it you think oh that's fine for you you don't know my bills or whatever it might be. And I get that because believe me, I was doing that with the 10% uh, for, for a few months. Well, no, I've done it a few times. <laughs> Let me clarify. I had been reading about the 10% for years and years because I've read a lot of money books and financial books and those sorts of things. years and years and years and years. And I would always tell myself that, well, I'll start that when I don't have the credit card debt. I'll start that when I can, because I can't do that now. Like I had all of that. And what was cool was once I actually chose it, like I said, no matter what, I am choosing it. And the funny thing is June of 2011, I was taking a three week class and I didn't have it really set up, my business set up to be, you know, I wasn't receiving money continuously like I am now. So to start it that month, I mean, I look at the courage that that took because that month was probably the least money coming in and requiring a lot of money going out and I still chose it. So, I mean, to me, that was really cool. And so if you didn't have an excuse, or what if you start with 1% with the commitment to yourself to go to 5% in three months and then another 5% or, or whatever works for you. I mean, I 10%, it could be 5%, it could be 25%. Like what is that number that, that's yummy for you? And if you didn't have, no, if you didn't buy those reasons and justifications for not doing it, what would be fun for you? And you might want to look at, say, a year down the road or two years down the road or whatever it might be. Like, what would that be like for you? If you look at what you made in, say, 2018 financially and you take even 5% of that, if you had that in your bank account as just a slush fund, we might call it, would that feel yummy right now? Or would it need to be 10%? Would it need to be 15? Like, what is that percentage for you? What is that comfort level for you? And maybe it doesn't even have to be a, what's fun for you. Comfort level maybe isn't a thing. What's fun for you? What, what would you, at the end of 2019, you know, so in a year, what would you like to have in that account? And what are you going to have to do, set up, be different 
to create that? And are you truly willing to choose that? I mean, how valuable is it to you? And maybe you have this something like this set up already. You can still be in question of what you'd like it to be. And this is what I've been looking at for 2019, is what would I like to have in those accounts? I've been doing it kind of the, I'm going to say the passive way in the sense of what comes in, I then put out into the accounts, but I haven't been looking at what would I like in my profit account? What would I like in my 10% in our personal account? Like what would I, what are those numbers? Now I like to look at numbers. I like to uh, set targets. I like to look at my year. Like I like to, I'll, I'll be reviewing 2018 here in a little bit. Uh, and I like to do that. Now, that may not be fun for you, and you don't have to. But if you do, what would you like to ask for? What would you like to create in 2019? What would you like in those accounts? What are those percentages? I talked about my my um, operating expenses for the business are quite high. They're, I actually have them at 40%. And I think, if I remember correctly in the book, he suggests 20%. Now, that's high or sort of like you know to take out 20 percent of our operating expenses that's probably not even possible in this 10 seconds i mean everything's possible and to continue doing what we're doing and travel like we do and take the classes that i take and all of that and i could have it at 20 percent if the income coming in was more so that's what i talk about when i'm looking at okay what would i like those numbers to be because 20%, that means that I could actually put another, you know, the 20 from the 40, that can be dispersed into say maybe maybe 10% of that could go into the wages. So right now 30% of what comes in goes into wages. So I could bump that up to 40, which means I could hire somebody else to be doing something else if I took 10% out of the 40 and then say another 10%, um, maybe put 5% more into taxes and 5% more into profit or something. And that means then, if I would like to continue doing business the way I've been doing, is that that money coming in would require to increase. So then, what does that take? Well, for me, it's a demand of me. And this is where I can utilize what I call the OCD in me <laughs> to my advantage. Because once I get clear on those numbers and what actually would have to come in for those numbers to all be, you know, 20% for operating all those numbers I just said, once I'm clear on what that is, then that becomes the target for me. And for me, I have, I shouldn't say have to, it's so much more ease for me to create the money when there's something I'm creating it for in that sense. So you might want to look at that for yourself also. Because it's not that we want to have it from the place of you'll only create when you need the money, because that's probably, I, I did that for years, and it doesn't cr create, at least for me, <laughs> it never created the space, um, and it created me always in the forced, what I would call the forced creation. It's like, oh my God, what can I create next? I need money, I'm going to have to, I need money for that, what can I create? What can, and and f we're all aware so you've probably had your own experience of perceiving whether it was my stuff from years ago or other people's stuff where you can actually perceive the desperation <laughs> in the creation of it for the money or for whatever it is that kind of the outcome, whatever that is. And that's, that's the energy that is just no fun for me. No fun for me whatsoever. And that's also why I've set up ways to inspire myself to create financially to have money so that I'm not choosing from that space anymore. I mean, it worked okay, but it wasn't fun for me. And so if you're willing to actually have ease in what you're creating, and if you're willing to have the joy of having money, that's when it'll start, you'll start finding ways and the joy of having money also means and there's not that push, that force, because you're covered. So if that creation doesn't work out or like you're actually creating then from the space of desiring to create instead of the energy of I have to do it this way. 
So on that note, we're going to head to break and we'll be right back. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Did you know that Glenise travels the world facilitating classes, possibilities, and awesomeness? She does. From Ireland to England, across Europe to the Netherlands, and from Guatemala to Nicaragua to Mexico, and her center of possibilities in Lloydminster, Canada. There will be more places added, so find out if Glenise will be in your area. Be sure to check her schedule on www.glenise.net for more information about where Glenise will be visiting next. If you'd like Glenise to come to your area, contact her for the possibilities. www.glenise.net. Did you know that Glenise travels the world facilitating classes, possibilities, and awesomeness? From across Europe, New York to California, Australia, and across Canada, along with her beautiful acreage near Edmonton, Alberta. Plus, you can also join many of Glenise's phenomenal classes, live streamed from the comfort of your home. Check Glenise's schedule at GleniseHughes.com. If you would like Glenise to come to your area, contact her for the possibilities. GleniseHughes.com. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. You're tuned in to The Glenise Show. Want to find out more about what Glenise and the show are about? Visit GleniseHughes.com. Again, that's G-L-E-N-Y-C-E Hughes.com. Now, back to our show. Welcome back, everybody. We are talking all about the joy of having money. Now, are you willing to be that different? Are you willing to be judged? Because I will tell you what people will judge you left, right, and center. Oh my gosh. The judgment that you receive to your face and also the judgment that you receive energetically. And it's it's something that to me I've had to take in 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 steps <laughs> you know to receive the amount of judgment I receive now I could not have done that even 2 years ago I mean I could have of course I just don't think I would have allowed myself so it's really just the allowing of it and letting people know or not even not letting people know but like letting them <laughs> letting them having no point of view about it like even when we put out the program for the 31 tools it's called 31 tools to create your dreams come true and it's basically a behind the scenes trip with hubby and i on this amazing magical uh island hopping tour that we're on like even when we were in the creation of that i had to continue to be present with the amount of judgment that was going to come my way just by putting it out in the world and the amount of judgment that would stop people from choosing it like that would be like how you know who does she think she is how dare she that's disgusting that's like you know all of that stuff that i i can hear it you know and it's it's there would have been a time where I, one, well, a couple things. One, I would have not even allowed myself to, to put it out there, but like nobody would want to, this is ridiculous. Um, who would charge for such a thing? Like, I mean, I would have had all that shit. Uh, but also, there would have been a time where I would have agreed with those judgments. So if I'd have seen somebody else do something like this, I would have had that crazy and directed it at them. Now, though, now, what I realize now, all that is, is 
when somebody has that, which would have been me years ago, that, well, I say years, maybe even a year, I don't know when that would have changed for me, but whatever, uh, that's just the level that I wasn't willing to receive. And so it truly means nothing about the person. So all of the judgment that I've received, even some of the, um, the actual like words that have been spoken that were verbally spoken uh, to me or kind of behind the scenes that I could hear, uh, like those, I'm so much more willing to just be aware that they actually mean nothing about me. If I don't like something that somebody's creating, that's my stuff. That's totally my stuff. So them not, you know, them doing the who does she think she is, is a really interesting choice. And it's theirs. So if I allow that to stop me like I have in the past about other things, then that's on me. <sighs> yeah. So what if you stopped allowing other people's stuff to stop you? And what if actually the first step is to be aware of when you're allowing it? Because for myself, there was a lot of times I wasn't even aware that I was allowing it. I just would have the crazy come up. I would just go into um, the space of wanting to create something and then have the reasons and justifications not to. Or even Facebook is a good example, like about not posting things on Facebook. I mean, there was a time and now, you know, I pretty much post everything on Facebook. Uh, but years ago, there, I was so filtered what I would post. It was so scripted what I would post. It was so, um, everybody has to like this. That's what, what I would post, is what people would like. And by like, I don't necessarily mean the likes, like the actual physical likes on Facebook. But if somebody's reading it, they they have to feel really good when they read it and I can't control that so I mean I, again using myself as an example is I would see people post a beautiful picture of a sunset from a tropical paradise and I wouldn't feel good I'd feel pissy that that person got to experience it and I didn't so I mean <laughs> it's impossible to post something that everybody on the planet would like uh, so it's like really, really the willingness to receive it because you won't, I shouldn't say you won't, um, chances are most people on the planet will not have money until they're willing to be judged for having money. And if they do have the money and they're not willing to be judged for it, chances are they're hating it, they're uh, not receiving from it there's a lot of crazy going on there's no ease with it it's just there it's something to be hated they're probably spending it getting rid of it and of course I mean that's a generalization so I cannot say that for everybody and I know for myself that was that was the biggest piece for me being willing to have money was also being willing to be judged for having money and it's not that you have to go and announce it. That's the other thing. Yes, people know that we have it, obviously, for what we do, what I post on Facebook, how we live. It's apparent. But you don't actually have to. You know, you can enjoy it without actually even having an account on Facebook or on Instagram. You don't have to. And once I was willing to be judged for it, then I was thrilled to be sharing it. Not from the place of I just want to piss people off because that would not be fun for me. Uh, and from the energy of I'm totally willing to piss people off because I remember the me that was pissed off enough watching other people post things, share things that actually inspired me to start choosing them even though I was pissed off about it. <laughs> you know, however we inspire and I don't do it to inspire. I do it for me. And that's been a big piece too, because so much of what I used to do was for other people. Again, I mean, I wouldn't post on Facebook unless everybody would like it, unless everybody would feel good once they read it. Um, same thing, the things that I was choosing was like for other people. 
like, no, that's never, ever going to work because then you're never actually being totally honest with you of what actually does light you up. What is yummy for you? What does, what, what is that for you? And once you do it in a sense for you, then the people who are naturally drawn to you, that are naturally inspired by what you're choosing, that that's a natural thing for them, then they're there. But if you're doing it for that, and you can do like go on to Facebook, go on to Instagram, you can see the people who are doing it for those. Maybe they're doing things for followers on Instagram or Facebook. I don't know if it's called followers on Facebook. Friends, maybe. It's a, I don't know, whatever. It doesn't matter the terminology. But you can, at least I can always get the energy of the people who are doing it for themselves and they're loving it and it's phenomenal compared to the people who are doing it for the likes, for the followers. There's this thing and it's probably been around forever I've only just been hearing about it recently about um uh like Instagram photographers so you go somewhere say like Bali and you would hire an Instagram photographer to follow you around and take Instagram shots and they're pretty shots you know like shots as (laughs) pictures obviously they're they're very pretty there's a there's a swing somewhere in Bali where a lot of people get this done uh, because it's this huge swing and it's just got a beautiful view and everything but if you look at some of those photos some of those people are not doing it for them they maybe didn't even come to Bali for them they maybe came to get that photo, to put it on Instagram, to get more likes than anybody else or to get more followers or like that, for me, that's just not living. That's just not living. And, And you probably know that. You probably have an awareness of that. So also watch for that too, because if you're looking at some of those photos and you're not inspired, and it would normally inspire you, like maybe that would never inspire you, uh, but for some of you, if it normally would, be aware too, because this is the other thing that can occur, is we look at something like that on social media and we go, oh my gosh, that doesn't look fun or that would be horrible, or ooh, I don't want to do that. But how aware are you of the person who's there that's doing it just for the likes or not doing it from, from loving it themselves? So also be aware of that too, you know? Be, be, just be aware. There, there's, there's the tip for the show, be aware. Because sometimes the joy of having money, you might have bought into what other people's have what other people so what other people have decided is joy for having money and what if that's not yours so you want to be aware of those things that maybe you're really being really when you dream big and you're really going ah that's it that's it but maybe you've been doing that for 10 years you might want to check in is that yours Or has that been something that's been so desired on the planet that you're not even aware that it's not yours? Maybe so many people have said that's the answer. Man, you know, success is having a private jet. And you've been so in the the head space, the mimicking space of having a private jet that you've never stopped in and, and checked in with yourself. Hey, would I actually really like that? Would that be fun for me? Often when we travel to places like this, hubby will talk about, and and we'll both talk about, oh man, we could build like this, or we could do this here, you know, and this is probably the first time that I was really honest, and I said, you know what, I have no desire having another house in another country. I love being able to go to different Airbnbs, or whatever, private rentals, it doesn't matter, and try it out. I love that. And I love that I would have, you know, the the freedom to come back to Bali or not come back to Bali. And when we were spending, we spent a lot of time, um, I don't know how many years, maybe three or four years, we would go to Mexico. We'd go to actually Puerto Vallarta. And we started looking. Like we started looking for places to buy, looking at it from kind of like a rental investment and stuff like that, which I think is brilliant too. But it was also from the place of, how can I justify this? How could I justify buying uh, or coming to Mexico every year? 
well, if you have a property there, it makes sense. Like, again, how could I, how can I be judged less? Instead of like right now, at least in this, this 10 seconds, of course it could change. No, I have no desire to have other homes. I love our home in Sherwood Park. Uh, and I love being able to escape winter for a little while uh, and, and try different places in different countries. But I'm not really interested in, in having a house right now anywhere else other than the one we have. And so this is a piece for a lot of people. You really just want to look at, like, if you've had the dream, the wish, the ask, the desire, whatever you want to call it, if you've had it for more than, say, three months, and you either you haven't taken any action towards it, or nothing is actualizing, you just want to check in. Is it even yours? Is it something that you truly desire? And there might be a part of it. Maybe you've been asking for a tropical holiday, in Mexico and maybe it's a tropical holiday but maybe it's not Mexico maybe it's Cuba maybe it's Bali maybe it's somewhere else like so you just always want to be aware with that because that can really it can really be shocking how much isn't ours when we've maybe been asking for it or dreaming about it when really it's just other people's desires like what is yours what is the joy of having money. If you had $100 million right now, what would that be for you? What would you be doing and creating and having and actualizing? What is that? And of course, you don't have to have $100 million before you can do those things. It's just, it often will give you the energy of that, that big dream that often is so much less than what you think it is. I remember the first time that we took, um, I think I went for a month and hubby came for three weeks, if I remember correctly, to Mexico the very first time. And it was, it was shocking to me how much, um, how inexpensive it was because I'd always dreamed it was probably gonna be, I don't even know what I dreamed, probably $20,000 or something. And it was $3,000 for the, we did, it's the VRBO.com, vacation rental owner by, no, we're vacation rental by owner, VRBO.com. And it was like $3,000 for this beautiful condo on, um, on the oceanfront in Mexico, in Puerto Vallarta. Uh, it was truly beyond anything I could have dreamt back then. $3,000 for that. I don't recall what the flight was, maybe $2,000, something like that. So, like, it's not really that expensive. It was nowhere near the 20000 or whatever the big number that I decided. So look at those things, too. Look at what you've decided that you can't have or that you can't, that you'd have to have $100 million for or maybe even a million dollars for. Like, be present with that because there's a million, billion ways those things can show up. If you're willing to ask, if you're willing to acknowledge that you desire them, and if you're willing to be judged for receiving them or having them or creating them or doing them, whatever the terminology would be for your, for your ask, and then really, really, really receiving from them. Because that's the other thing that I've really had to be present with is in terms of when I do create something like that, that's what we might call a beyond what we never imagined possible, is the actual receiving of it. Like truly receiving of it. Because there's things that we can distract ourselves with in terms of, um, I don't know, let's say here, uh, gosh, hmm, I'm sure there's something. Uh, let's say somebody came to this place and they didn't like cats and there's two, there's two cats here. They could really focus on those cats. They could really focus that the place has cats. And that is horrible. Instead of being like, wow, there's this view and there's this ocean and there's this, you know, palm trees and there's all of this beautifulness. But we can really, if we're not willing to receive it all, we can get caught up in the distraction of whatever it is. So being present with that too, being willing to drop those barriers, being willing to, it doesn't mean if you, let's say you had a, an allergy to cats, maybe you would ask them not to keep them in, you know, the main area or something like that. 
you still take care of yourself, but you also recognize when you're using something as a distraction from receiving what's actually possible for you. Yeah. And dream big, my sweet friends. One of the things over these years of creating this magic that I continue to create and I'm going to continue to create is just dream big. Because often what we think is big is so small for the universe and us to create together. So, so what else? What else? And then what else? And then what else? <laughs> and then what else? And just keep asking yourself, and then what else? And then what else? Have an awesome week, sweet friends. I look forward to chatting with you next week. for making the glennie show part of your life listen again next week thursday at 6 p.m eastern time and 3 p.m pacific time on the voice america empowerment channel and continue changing your life